0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Branch, Nicolay Bible Institute. and in-
1: Jason, you're a young dad. I'm an old dad. So yep. I'm, I'm more of a grandfather age, but dad jokes have always been good. Yes. For relief of tension, and getting good eye rolls from your children.
0: That's right. And it just comes naturally with the territory, I suppose.
1: Do you think that children are are supposed to somehow innately they know they're not supposed to laugh at a dad joke?
0: I think once they hit a certain age.
1: So are they embarrassed by these i I'll give you one. See if you think it's funny. Okay. Why don't but I, I'm a dad now, so I, I, I know. Might. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, those of you listening that aren't dads, you listen to this, and if you find it funny, dumb, you know, let us know.
0: Otherwise, I'll hear your eyes
1: roll. That's right. <laughs> Why don't crabs give to charity? I don't know. Because they're shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. All right, let me let me try another one. All right. Um, what is the best way to watch a fly fishing tournament? I don't know. Live stream. <laughs>
0: oh, that's trendy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I you know I I think these jokes. Do, do you have any dad jokes for a guy your age?
0: Yeah, I don't trust stairs. Why? They're always up to something. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another. What do you call someone with no
1: body and no nose? Um, ugly. Nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Now see, (laughs) children that are listening, you need to start appreciating these dad jokes because they're quite valuable.
0: They are, and they're timeless.
1: They are. They just
0: they the gift that keeps on giving.
1: And, you know, I, I know it's it's better if you can use them, you know, spontaneously. Yeah. And you're doing something like cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and you can tie it in and, and get an eye roll from everybody. <laughs> you know, that that's even better. But uh, for now, this will have to do from two dads, one older, one younger.
0: That's right. That's right. And I remember some even from when I was a kid. You know, the one that comes to mind is, what do you call cheese that's not yours? I, I, I don't know. Nacho cheese. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I remember that one. I just for some reason my mind just pushed it out. It could have been one that you know I heard an old guy say or something.
0: Yeah. Did you roll your eyes at your dad when he told you jokes?
1: Yeah, because sometimes he told them from the pulpit.
0: <laughs> Was that more embarrassing than just telling no you and your brother?
1: No. Yeah. I mean, you grew up with it, so he's always speaking. People people tend to like those in authority, like pastors, or you know, way too much, or they tend to hate them way too much. Sure. You learn that early in life. So those that hate him way too much, you go go get together with your fan club, and those who loved him way too much is like you have a fan club, and he tried to stay in the middle with the people in the middle that actually understood he was human. Mm. And uh, other than that, I mean, anybody that's in any leadership role, your kids will learn that you're the one who runs the summer here, and they'll learn. You know, behind your back, people are gonna criticize you, and and to your face, they're gonna bless you, and your kids will actually hear that. Yeah, and then the other way is too. They're going to find people that love you way too much, and uh, think way too much of you because of what you can do. And uh, eventually, your kids have to sort it out mm-hmm. uh, because they can get hurt real easy. Uh, hearing people talk about their dad or their mom if they're in a position of authority. Uh, I can't imagine being the president. No, can you imagine everything? Everything you do is written about. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it being somebody who's like a grandchild of the president. Yeah. I mean, you must. Are you really going to read history, right? Especially lately, are mm-hmm. you going to listen to the news? Do you want to know what people are saying? I don't think so. Yeah, it's crazy. It could be tough. You got to yeah. guard yourself a little bit against extremes.
0: So I got, I got one more joke before we move on, just to kind of cap it off and make a good transition. Okay. Um, it's actually a joke about construction, and um, you want to hear it? Uh, sure. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That that doesn't fly. I'm sorry. That that just doesn't fly.
0: Well, I mean, it's almost like Illinois construction.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Or any road construction. They're always working on it. Yeah, well, it's kind of like going to the dentist. Yeah. Do you ever finish going to the dentist?
0: Oh, touche.
1: Or a chiropractor? Do you ever finish going to a chiropractor? You just stop going. You know, I I'll tell you a joke that, you know, my a chiropractor told me. Yes. He was looking at. A light bulb he said you know how many chiropractors it takes to change that light bulb how many he said just one but it'll take you 40 times <laughs> 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 so all the chiropractors out there that are upset with me uh and jason's address is jason.kemper that's right silvertrance.org please write him and, and show your displeasure um What's interesting is that you're a young family man. I'm an old family man. Yep. And sometimes people don't want to listen to those from another generation, whether it be dad jokes or whatever it might be. Yeah. And yet, has anything ever really changed?
0: Not a whole lot. I mean, things have changed, like superficial things have changed, but I think the core things haven't changed.
1: Yeah. When Jesus said, you know, love God and love each other, that really hasn't changed. Right. But there's stuff in life. Stuff that wasn't available in Jesus' day. Yeah. But do you think people in Jesus' day, they had trouble managing their time?
0: Uh, I'm sure it, to some regard.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was in the poorest parts of the world and speaking, teaching the Bible, I was always impressed with how at night everybody got together. Yeah. Well, of course, these were warm areas, so I was really not used to that. In, in the United States, in northern Wisconsin, you know, it can be cold at night. Just a to- Touch. So you're you're probably not out on the street every night cooking supper throughout December, January, and February. You could try. You could try, but no one's going to join you, and <laughs> you'll be. If cooking you try, by yourself. Dave, I would come. I, I was on a I was doing dog sledge once in the Boundary Waters. Okay. Which I would not recommend to anybody. Why? That sounds fun. Okay, go do it. I wouldn't recommend it to you, but you can do it, so you can understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> you f- figure this. All day long, you stand on a sled, and these dogs yelp and pull you yeah. over frozen lakes. There is no variable in what you see. Nothing. All day long, you stand still on the back of a sled at a 100 below, and they pull you all day long across lakes that look the same, one lake after another. <laughs> and you do this for a week. So you'd rather see trees and mountains? Well, it was just after a while, like the thrill of it kind of wore off. Yeah, it was fun at the start. Yeah, you're sitting there thinking, okay, what's the experience here? The experience is standing on a sled, having these dogs pull me over lakes that are frozen. It's so cold I can't move, and I'm just staring at the same scenery all day.
0: You should have swapped roles and then taken a nap in the sled.
1: Well, we had a guy with us that basically had, um, I forget what disease he had, but they did put him in the sled, Yeah, and he could have slept, but I couldn't. I had to stand there. Not only that... Then at night we stopped and and they put us in these these tents, which gives me a greater respect for, our, you know, expanding founding fathers who went west and had to live in these tents. And they had a, a stove in the middle of the tent, but the tent was like a a cotton tent. Okay. You know, I and mean, it wasn't even a tent that would repel water or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we were, you didn't need to. Cause I was going to say, what it needs. It's a hundred below. Water? It's just snow. But we're out there, and and you build a fire in the tent at night, you know, and and the tent would get to be about 150 degrees.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And then it went out and it got 150 below. Well, and why then didn't it, you and then, stoking it? Well, because you have to sleep. So you'd sleep until you went to 150 below. Then you'd wake up. I, I had a miserable time. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Once again, all you dog sledders out there, please write Jason if you're displeased with what I just said. <laughs> and tell him about your displeasure. However, the the point is, cooking out there, they would cook. We would get there. And the dog sled guys would take care of their dogs first because that was priority because if yeah. you didn't have them, you weren't getting back. And then they would cook us a meal. It was great, great meal, great, huge you know chunks of steak. But by the time they grilled it, put it on a metal plate, handed it to us, I think it was frozen again. <laughs> <laughs> beef, so, beef jerky. Yeah, so those of you that are looking for a vacation to remember, um, I just described one You know, for you. Uh, But when I went to these other countries, it was amazing how, you know, they were the poorest of people I've ever met in my life, but they were the the happiest, it seemed. Mm. It seems like their lives, they had something right about them. Yeah. And it wasn't money, but something was right Mm -hmm. about them. And I was reading an article by a psychologist, and they were talking about uh, young families, whether they face new problems or not. So I'm going to read some of this, get your comment on it because you're a young family guy. He said, uh, um, this is by uh, Coloman Heller, a PhD. Uh, Ed and Carol were seeking help for the number of common complaints, poor communication, feeling distant from each other, disagreements on how to handle their four-year-old's difficult behavior. In the first meeting, they asked if, they th- if I thought that today's families are more stressed out than in the past. So I'm going to ask you that. Do you think your family... Is more stressed out than in the past?
0: Um I don't my family, I don't think so. Okay. But I think other people
1: might be. All right. What what causes stress?
0: Uh your response to different circumstances.
1: Okay. I, you know what I think? Stress is basically caused by expectations. Mm. And when you when those expectations can't be met. Yeah. Okay, well, think about that for a second. I mean, how much of our culture is based on setting expectations? Right. Uh, whether you be um, uh, selling carpeting, like we were talking about before the show. In Chicago, there was an ad that always went out when we were kids, uh, you know, that was selling carpeting. And you still remember the phone number, which is amazing. Uh, but whether you're selling carpeting or whether you're doing what you're always convincing people of is what they're missing out on. Doesn't that cause stress by itself if you're constantly thinking you're missing out on something?
0: It probably would.
1: Yeah. I think the Bible calls that coveting, Mm. actually. Yeah. And we're not supposed to do that. So if I look at you and you have something that's fantastic, I need to be very happy for you. Mm -hmm. Not first thought in my mind shouldn't be, how come it didn't happen to me? Right. Otherwise, I'll start to stress. So how do you get to that point, though? For example, hunting season up here. Uh, neither of us got a deer, I nope. believe. So we're in the same boat. But let's say you got a 20-point, a you know, huge record buck. That'd be nice. That was just walking in front of your house, and you shot it, and, you know, it's 400 pounds of meat or whatever it might be. Yep. And so I come over, and I'm thinking, wow. Is my first thought, how come I didn't shoot it? Or is my first thought, you know, why didn't it walk by me it, it, he he did it so simply it was amazing like or am i oh i'm happy for you i'm really happy that you got this and that you got the that you got the trophy mm-hmm. i mean what response is there one's going to cause a stress response
0: right one would and one would just be genuinely yeah so how yeah. do
1: you get there how do you get to where you're not constantly comparing your life
0: i think i think you have to train yourself you know in the way that you respond and, and set your expectations in a way that responds that way you know the Bible even talks about taking every thought captive and there's different facets to that but even is your response to the way that you love others you know if we're called to love God and love others you got to be genuinely happy for you you know right. in your response rather than saying oh man that was the one that went by my stand yeah. you know and and obviously you can say that in jest and all that and it wouldn't necessarily cause stress or be bad you know right. I mean we joke around a little bit too right so I'm not saying you can't just joke around, but if at the core you're really believing that, then you gotta check your heart and change that and change the expectation.
1: Yeah. You know. Can people be satisfied in, in the United States of America, uh uh with less than what other people have?
0: <laughs> Can they?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See the problem but I don't really think they? is don't any know. different. I i no. it, I think that the methods always are different. I think maybe there's an acceleration of trying to show what you don't have i mean if you're on i use my ipad for everything and if i try and i'll I'll be on some news thing and i'll try and read the article and there's these things that keep popping up all the time yeah they're irritating oh very much so did you ever click on one
0: uh accidentally Uh, when you're trying to like but not
1: because you wanted to no i never have either so those of you that create that listen 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 to me now just stop everything and listen don't do it anymore because nobody's doing anything but getting mad at you. So don't do it.
0: It's like junk mail.
1: I know. We're not we're not interested in those little pop things. I want to read the article. At the end of the article, if you want to put a bunch of little things like, say, if you're interested in, you know, new toothpaste, click here or whatever it might be, go ahead. But don't bother my reading of the article, please. <laughs> All right. I got that done. Vented, uh, done. However, so that is a new idea that probably causes new stress. Yeah. But it's not a different idea. It's just a new method that causes stress because I expected to read the article uninterrupted. They interrupted me and they're trying to get me to be dissatisfied with what I'm doing at that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that causes stress. So I don't think there's anything different. Um, Jesus, when, when he was on earth, what did people expect of Jesus? They expect him to be king, rule, Then he went to a cross. Mm -hmm. You remember Peter was under some stress at that point. Right. And he denied Jesus three times. He's the one that eventually leads the church. But at this point, the stress is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Jesus, too, now here here blows my theory in a way, but Jesus, too, was under stress. Right. But good stress. Mm -hmm. So is there good stress and bad stress? And how do you know the difference?
0: It's a good question.
1: Yeah. Cause Jesus, before he went to the cross, remember he he was praying. Yep. And the disciples were sleeping. hmm Okay, now that's interesting in and of, of itself. Jesus knew what was coming, so his expectations were real. Yeah. The pain that he was going to experience was going to be real. The separation from God, real. He knew that was coming. He knew how hard it was gonna be to handle that, Mm -hmm. but he was gonna do it anyway. Right, That caused stress. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible said that his sweat became like drops of blood. And any medical person will tell you that's the ultimate expression of stress right there. So I look at things and I think, okay, Jesus went under stress on a positive side. He knew what was coming, but he was going to do it anyway. And the stress actually didn't kill him. Of course, people didn't either because he was God. He allowed himself to go through that. But the bottom line was he didn't run from the problem. He didn't run from the stress. So I'm thinking this. I'm thinking stress can be caused by unreal expectations, Mm -hmm. or it could be caused because you ran from what's real. Oh, You ran from it. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. So Jesus understood that, and he wasn't going to do something that was going to cause him that kind of stress what buried him. Um, in fact, he, he knew it is always better to do what's right, even if it's painful to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And the stress that comes from doing what's right will actually make you stronger Yeah. in the long run. The stress that comes from doing wrong, there's no way to fix that. You can keep doing wrong, keep doing wrong, there's no way to fix it. So it'll kill you. Yeah. The stress from doing right, will be fixed one day that that will come across okay even though it's hard to do it right so when jesus died on the cross and he finally said it is finished mm. that was the end of the stress right there yeah you know it's finished so how many people listening could say in their families they could say the stress is finished right well the only way to do that i think is living the truth and realize that Hey, do you think have you ever had any medical people tell you this is caused by stress or whatever whatever condition you have? Uh, no. Yeah, I have, and many times. Oh, I have narcolepsy, I have heart problems, I have yeah, stress, 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 stress. You're probably a very stressed person. I am not stressed. That's one thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Great example. Yeah. Uh, you know, each time I, when the doctor says something like that, I would look at him and say, "What is stress?" Yeah I mean, honestly. What is it? Because if I'm not supposed to have a, is stress mean you sit on a couch and eat ice cream and watch sports that are meaningless, like, like chess, you know, or something? I, <laughs> Sorry. What what is that? What I apologize. is what is stress? Right. If I'm supposed to reduce it, uh, well, if you can't reduce it, we'll give you a pill. Uh, I want to know what it is, mm-hmm. because how do you live in a world with no stress? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, and if you have kids, you understand that that's true. If you're married, you realize that's true. If you, if you make money, you're trying to figure out what to do with your resources, that, I mean, everything can cause stress. Absolutely. And yet, there's this uh, thing my dad used to call, and my dad used to be your pastor and mine. Um, he would call it the faith-rest life. That those people who really knew God, they were able to go through the stress mm-hmm. and be victorious on the other end. Yeah. Again, go through it, Noah. Shadrach Meshach and with Daniel. I mean, they they went through it. So this question that this couple asks is interesting. That they, th- I don't think that the problems are different. I do think that the enemy Satan is more accelerated now, mm-hmm. and that he can work at a faster level yeah. to destroy more people at once. But I don't think it's a new problem.
0: Right. I and would say that we're not as prepared as maybe we used to be.
1: No. And why is that?
0: I think we're we're. Consume more by everything else in life rather than equipping ourselves to deal with the stress.
1: Right. Well, how how does a young family get to where you actually have relationships with one another and not sit around and look on your electronic devices all the time?
0: It takes intentionality.
1: You got to put them away somewhere?
0: Yeah, you got to put them away somewhere or do something with them and be intentional about it.
1: You know, it's really hard. Uh, I'll use myself for an example. So, uh, my wife and I are grandparent age. You know, if we want to keep in touch with the rest of our family, yeah, that's how we do it.
0: That's how you do it. Yeah, and you guys are at a different stage of
1: life. Yeah, I, I, I know it doesn't much matter if we're looking at our phone or whatever at this right. point. But th- the bottom line really is, years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But the problems would still be there. Right. You know. Um, anyway, this this question uh, was asked of the psychologist. And uh, this is what the answer is. My impression for what it's worth is affirmative. I see four factors. This psychologist said, yeah, I think it is different. But I would tend to disagree with her. Um, is it her? I don't know. I don't know. It's K-A-L-M-A-N. a guy or a girl's name? Doesn't matter. No idea. Don't, don't know. But four factors, they said, um, that, that are worth noting in the contemporary family life. Mm -hmm. And all factors were present in this, Carol, and that. So here, I'll give you the factors. Carol's parents had been divorced when she was 12 years old. She remembers a mixture of pain and relief because there had been intense fighting as far back as she can remember. Yeah, a child in a home where there's intense fighting is going to undergo stress. Absolutely. Yeah, because, again, do you take sides? Do you—I mean, what do you do? That's a lose-lose situation for everybody involved. I guess the answer there, that hasn't been new through history, that fighting— Couples disagreeing, that's not new. Mm -hmm. So that's something every human being has had to deal with. Um, Remember Cain and Abel? Right. Obviously that was a tragedy. Mm -hmm. And so that was pretty early in our history at this point. Um, People are gonna sin and I think one of the things that I have to remind myself of and I wanna remind our listeners of is the fact that when you sin it affects other people. Absolutely. So if you love other people, you need to start looking at your life in terms of, I really don't want to live in sin because it will affect them and it will affect them adversely. And even though maybe it's more common divorce and that kind of thing today, at the same point, it's it's also the same as it was many years ago. Anyway, the divorce, she said, didn't end up in uh, the, the divorce. Didn't end the fighting, and she was constantly caught between the parents. That happens a lot. Two parents get divorced. They continue to fight. The children are always seeming to the middle, the pawn, yep. you know, somewhere. And um, so Carol, this lady, she uh, put off her marriage because just being very careful. And she expected to uh, have her new husband to be loving and kind and not that kind of husband. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say, as always, when a couple marries, they bring much baggage to their respective past, and some good, some not. But today, I think there's a higher percentage of not. Okay, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you make something acceptable that shouldn't be acceptable, you're increasing the um, ammunition that Satan can use to destroy you. So, acceptable. Um, you know, today, it's acceptable to be homosexual, mm-hmm. it's acceptable to marry whoever. It's acceptable to get a divorce, it's acceptable to sleep together before you're married. Mm-hmm. So you do all those things, and, and you're just gonna increase the stress, Absolutely. because you're not meant to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I might throw a little rule out there, Anytime you do anything that is outside of the way you are created,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to cause you undue stress.
0: I would say that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanna go sit at the bottom of the lake without Scuba equipment. You're going to die, (laughs) and the struggle to breathe while you're dying is your problem because you decided to go sit at the bottom of the lake. I mean, what else can somebody tell you if you want to sit at the bottom of the lake and be happy and not die? There's no way to do that. So Mm -hmm. sometimes the stress, when you have stress in your life, that's not the the stress that causes depression, anger, anxiety. That those aren't fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. The stress that Jesus had did not cause those things. Right. That's a different stress. So there's good stress, bad stress. Anyway, she said, as always, uh, there's a lot of baggage. She said, but today I think there's a higher percent percentage of not at one time till death do our do, uh, till death do us part was a believable vow. Now it's very difficult for either partner to push out of their head the reality of the high divorce rate. How hard is it to work at creating a truly intimate relationship when consciously or subconsciously you have serious doubts of the permanence of the relationship? Mm.
0: And right there, it's it's the failure of the expectation at the start. Yeah. Just because something is more common than it used to be doesn't make it the standard for you and yourself. You're
1: absolutely right. And that's the key. And and again, all the way through life, I mean, think of back in Solomon's day, what do you have, a thousand wives and concubines combined? Right. Right. Okay, he didn't do it right. There was stress there whether he liked it or not, right. and that's eventually what got him. The bottom line really is when you make normal this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then you're making a bad kind of stress normal. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a commitment to somebody, keep it. But the, this psychologist said that's factor number one because nobody believes what they say. And and I'm beginning to really see that more and more in our culture that people say things, but they have no intention of actually doing them right and it's easy to talk whether it be on social media whether, whether it be newscasters uh, whether it be a politician it's mm-hmm. easier to say things than actually do anything right and then they don't do it and nobody cares because that's what our normal is so people that get married that say till will do their part I know my, my wife has talked to me a lot about I have this this thing about you know I've done many funerals and I really, personally, I don't want to say that God's going to say well done to this person. hmm Because I, I just don't think I can know that. Right. Because I don't know, I don't know that. And right. I don't want to lie and say I'm sure God's going to say this.
0: hmm
1: Yet on the other side, my human side, if this person has been a great example and loved God that I knew of, it, well done. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I have this dilemma, but at a funeral, I just won't say that God is saying it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and uh, she understands that, and we've discussed that because it's something that just, you know, sometimes the the people of the deceased want me to say that. To say that. Yeah. And I just won't. And it's not, again, that I want to argue with them. I might think with them that I think well done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, do I have to say that God says it? Right. Uh, live in a way where God will say it and you know, don't have the stress. Absolutely. So
0: You know, and I think it's all about setting you know yourself up to succeed when it comes to expectations you know so if you expect your life to change but you're not doing anything to change it that's where you gotta start you know if you you know if you have no ammunition if you have no scripture to throw yourself back onto no truth then that's where you need to start Uh, Unfortunately, we're out of time again here. We always have great discussions and they just seem to end quicker than we know it. But uh, feel free to jump back into this discussion. Head over to relate365.com and you could uh, re-listen to this podcast or even download others from our Younger and Older series. And there's even a few other series that you could check out and kind of just be encouraged in your walk. Um, But we thank you for joining us. Uh, And as always, this is Jason and Dave hanging out, talking to you guys from two different perspectives on Younger and Older. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.